Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number 80, Why You Should Trademark Your Name. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. If you are new to the podcast, I want to thank you for listening in today. Filming with Josh is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. On this podcast, we talk about all things video, from storyboarding and script writing to how to price your work, contracts, and more. We also have a Facebook group called Filming with Josh. Be sure to go to Facebook, type in Filming with Josh, and ask to join the group today. The Filming with Josh Facebook is a private group that is a continuation of this podcast and is also a place where you can come and ask questions, share your work, ask for feedback, and things of that nature. So I'd love to see you in the Filming with Josh Facebook group. So join us over there. Today's episode is all about why you should trademark your name and more specifically why you should trademark your business name. And if you don't trademark your name, it can lead to some long-term negative results if someone ever tries to create a business name similar to yours and successfully does trademark their name. And that's what I want to talk about today. I started a previous video production company back in like 2012-ish. And then I rebranded in July of 2015 as Rustic River Media. And when I went to do the rebrand, the first thing I did is I went to Google and I typed in Rustic River Media. And I did a deep search online to see if there were any companies similar to mine, not even just with the name Rustic River Media, but Rustic River Video, Rustic River Photography, Rustic River Anything. I wanted to make sure there was nothing out there under that name. And there wasn't. So then I went to a domain name search site just to double check that no one owned the domain for those names and nobody did. And so at that point, I felt comfortable going forward with the name Rustic River Media. And I started by getting a DBA in my county. If you don't know what DBA means, it means doing business as. And I got a DBA filed for my county so I can have a business, pay taxes and that whole thing. Um, But then after that, I eventually went on to create an LLC. In the LLC, I actually named Milligan Enterprises LLC. And the reason is, is I could have multiple businesses under the Milligan Enterprises umbrella, including Rustic River Media, or if I wanted to open, you know, a specific company just for aerial work or something that had a different name, like I could do that and put them all under the LLC. So the LLC was Milligan Enterprises LLC, And then I created a DBA under that at the state level for Rustic River Media. So now I had a statewide DBA, Rustic River Media, that was under the umbrella of Milligan Enterprises LLC. Now, if you want to learn more about whether or not you should have an LLC or find out more information about that whole process, if you go back to episode number 67 with Justin Blunt, that is a podcast episode where I featured my attorney. And on that podcast, We talk about contracts, we talk about all kinds of legal things, like who owns what, and like raw footage, final content, who owns what. We talk about film permits, video rights, things of that nature, and we even go on to talk about LLC formations, should you have it, should you not, what are some other options that are out there. So we talk about a lot of these things. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it's actually one of our most popular episodes. Again, that's episode number 67, Video Contracts with Justin Blunt. After I got my LLC formed and my DBA at the state level filed, 
I started doing business under Rustic River Media for about five years. And then in 2020, before COVID hit, I spoke with my attorney and asked him about getting a trademark created. And he helped me go through that process. And it was really pretty simple. I basically just hired him and he went through and filled out the paperwork and submitted it to the USPTO. If you don't know what that means or stands for, it's the United States Patent and Trademark Office. That's the official office to get trademarks filed and and patents and things of that nature. And so he filled out that paperwork and submitted it. And the process is like this. When someone files for a trademark with the USPTO, and you don't have to hire an attorney to do it, you can do it yourself. It's just a lot easier to pay an attorney, and it doesn't really cost a whole lot of money for an attorney to do it. But once you submit the paperwork or your attorney submits a paper, the paperwork, you pay a fee, and it's like 300 bucks or $350. It's not really all that much. And when you pay that fee, the USPTO will spend like a two or three month period of time where they are just going through and making sure that there are no other trademarks similar to yours that you could be violating. And once they have determined that there's no trademarks that you would be infringing upon that has a name like yours or similar to yours, then at that point, they can put the trademark out there to let it be known to the public that this is a trademark that's going to be filed. And then at that point, people can contest it, meaning if there was another company with a name similar to yours that also filed or was about to file for a trademark or had already had a trademark that they felt like that was infringing upon that maybe the USPTO didn't think was an infringement, at that point they can contest it. And there's like a two or three month period where they can contest it. And then if no one ever contests it after that period is over, then at that point you get granted the trademark, which gives you national protection. And so that's the process we went through. I paid my attorney a fee to file that paperwork. Um, and then I paid the, the fee to the USPTO. It got submitted. And, you know, we went through that first period of time where they made sure that it wasn't violating or infringing upon anybody else's trademarks. Once they determined it was not, then they put it up and had the waiting period where it could be contested. Nobody ever contested it. So after like six months or seven months, whatever it was, I ended up getting granted the trademark for Rustic River Media. And what that means is I now own that name. Nobody anywhere else in the United States can start a business with the name Rustic River Media, nor can they start a business that has a name similar to that that is in my industry. Now, if there was a Airbnb called Rustic River Cabins, you know, up in Arkansas or something, that's fair game because they're not they're not using my exact name, Rustic River Media. And Rustic River Cabins, while it's similar, it's an entirely different industry, so it's not going to create confusion. And basically, and, and again, I'm not an attorney, but the legalistic point behind this is if you are at least not creating confusion with someone else's trademark, then you're not infringing. But if you are creating confusion, then you are infringing, even if the name is not identical. Rustic River Cabins would not create confusion with my customers. No one looking for me on Google or online is going to mistake Rustic River Cabins, the Airbnb for me. I don't even know if Rustic River Cabins is a thing. It might be. I've, I've never even searched. I just made that up. But Google it. Maybe it's actually a thing. But if it is a thing, it's not infringing on my trademark because it has nothing to do with video and photography. 
But if you were to create a business called Rustic River Video, that would be an infringement on my trademark. Even though the name is different than Rustic River Media, it would create confusion for customers who might come across Rustic River Video online and think it's my Rustic River Media website and just get confused. And that is where the law kind of steps in and says that's an infringement upon that trademark. You cannot do that. And if you continue to do that, then you can be liable for a lawsuit for damages. And so me getting this this name, Rustic River Media, trademarked, gave me that protection throughout you know, the United States so I don't have to worry about some other company creating a business name like mine, similar to mine, and trying to compete with me under a very similar name because I ha- I own that trademark. So now that can't that can't happen. And if, if someone does create a name like that, then we can file a cease and desist order with my attorney to make them stop using that name or else they'd be liable for lawsuit. It gives you that sort of power, that sort of protection. You see, when I started my business, a very important part of my business to me was protecting it as much as possible through as many layers as possible. That's why I have the LLC, right? The LLC protects myself from a lot of things. It also gives me different tax purposes and things like that. So there's more reasons to create an LLC than just protection. But an LLC is a layer of protection. My contracts are a layer of protection. Um, If you listen to that episode I referenced earlier with Justin Blunt, we have incredible video contracts that we have spent years developing. And every year we continue to modify and develop because contracts keep getting updated over the years as we run into new problems or new interesting challenges with customers coming across things that you would never have thought of coming across that were like, oh, we should probably put that in the contract moving forward. And so now it's in the contract. So every year that I've been in business, my attorney and I have continued to develop my contract and add to my contract as we run into unique and weird problems or circumstances. And any good business that has contracts not even just with video and photography, any good business that has contracts are going to do the same thing. As they run into new problems or new things, you're going to continue to develop and update and add to your contracts. Your contracts are going to get longer and longer as a result, but it's adding a ton of protection to your business. So through my LLC, I have protection. Through my contracts, I have protection. And through my trademark, I have protection for my name. And it also adds value to my business, right? If one day I ever decided I don't want to do video and photography anymore, I think I'm just going to sell my business. If I was to do that, then when I'm selling that business, I've added value to the business by saying, hey, I own the trademark for this name. And so it just adds value to whomever it is I'm selling it to. It just makes my business more valuable because I went through that process. So I tell you this because I want to encourage people to go through that same process because it's not very expensive to go and file a trademark. It doesn't cost a lot of money. The attorney fees aren't that much because the paperwork isn't that much. And then once they file it, the fee isn't that much. And then you just wait, you know, six months or so. And if approved and nobody can test it, you now own a trademark. It's really not that complicated. And it's an invaluable investment that will last you the entire time that you own or operate that business. So I highly recommend going about doing it. And if you don't do it, this is what can happen. Recently, I became aware of two companies that had created names very similar to mine. They are businesses that started after I did my rebrand in 2015. So they came in 
after I was already existing, that means that they either did not research my name online to see if there was anything similar to that, or they did and didn't care. So either they didn't do the time to research to see if there was a name similar, or they did and did not care. But either way, I became aware of two businesses that had names that were very similar to mine that were offering video and photo services, a clear infringement on my trademark. I spoke to my attorney and said, what do we do about this? Because it was going to cause confusion for my customers. And I didn't even know that they had been around for a while because I had already created my business. And I I check every once in a while on Google just to see and make sure that no one else is trying to create something similar to me. But I just somehow hadn't seen that these two businesses had popped up after I had already created mine. So I reached out to my attorney. I was like, what do we do? And he said, well, I think we should call them or more specifically, I should call them without an attorney first, just to politely speak to them about what was happening and let them know that they were infringing upon my trademark and politely request that they go about changing their name and rebranding under something completely different. It can't, they couldn't have a name that had rustic and river in it. They could have rustic barn media or rustic barn video if they wanted or they could have White River Media if they wanted, but they can't have Rustic and River in the same name that has to do with anything video or photo related because at that point it would create confusion. And it had already created confusion because I had noticed some of my friends were following these people on their social media channels thinking it was me. A clear indication of confusion and a clear indication of an infringement upon my USPTO granted trademark. So I took my attorney's advice and I reached out to both of these companies and politely requested that they change their name. I let them know that I, you know, sought no ill will, that I wish them the best of luck in their businesses and that I hope that they continued to have success. Both of them did nice work. Both of them had uh, a decent following in social media and I wanted them to continue to have that success, but they just had to do it under a different name because they were infringing a mine and creating confusion for my customers. The first person I spoke with was devastated. And understandably so. This particular person had worked really hard to create their business and knew that to rebrand meant they might lose a lot of what they had built through their branding that they had done for the last several years. They knew that if they couldn't get their social media names to just change, they would have to literally restart their social media presence. Starting all over sucks, and I know that. And I felt bad. I, I'm, I hate asking someone to do that. But again, you are infringing on my trademark, and you're causing confusion for my customers, and, and I just can't have that. It's the whole reason I got the trademark to begin with. And so I felt really bad that this person was going to have to go through this. I felt bad that they were devastated about it. I told them that I'd be happy to help them with their rebrand if they needed some help. And I gave them like a two-month period to change their name. And the person agreed, as long as we could keep attorneys out of it. We did have to get attorneys involved at the beginning, just because when I first reached out, this particular person was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to rebrand my business. You can speak to my attorney. And I was like, okay. So I gave my attorney, their attorney's contact information, and my attorney filed a cease and desist order. And at that point, this person knew that I was being serious and that I definitely needed this particular company to be rebranded. And so at that point, they're like, okay, okay, I see that you're serious about this. I don't want to have to get attorneys any more involved than they already are. Can we 
you know, just work together to get this done without having to go through any sort of legal recourse. And I, of course, I agreed to that. And so at this point, they are currently in the rebrand process. This just happened recently. So the company has not rebranded yet, but they're in the process and they have like a two month window to get it done. The second business did not go so smoothly. This other business was very upset and immediately hired an attorney and said that they were not in the wrong and that they were not infringing upon my trademark. However, they did still agree to ultimately change their name and asked for a three-month rebrand window, which I gave to them because, again, I'm not trying to make this any harder than it needs to be. So I'm happy to give them the three months. And so they're currently also rebranding. But they obviously were pretty pretty upset, like the other person was, um, that they were going to have to go through this process. The point of this story that I'm telling you is to give you some context on why you need to go and file a trademark for your business. Because one of two things is going to happen. If you file for a trademark and you get denied because there's already a business similar in name to the business name that you're using that you're trying to trademark and the USPTO comes back to you and says you would be infringing upon this other person's business, we can't grant you the trademark, then at that point you should rebrand your business before you run into a problem where someone accuses you of infringing on them. So if you file for a trademark and you get denied, then that is a clear indication that you should change your business name. Just be safe, rebrand, do it immediately. The other thing that could happen is you file for a trademark. It goes through the process and you get granted the trademark. And now, like me, you have protection and you can feel safer running your business and you can know that you don't have to worry about ever losing that business name because it's now yours. So one of those two things is going to happen. You're either going to get denied and you're going to have to rebrand and that's going to sting, but at least you know now before you ever get in any any sort of trouble legally down the road. Or you're going to get granted the trademark and now you're going to have national protection. One of the two is going to happen. And honestly, either one is an okay resolution. Because wouldn't you rather know now if you're infringing on someone's trademark? Wouldn't you rather figure that out now and rebrand now before it's too late? Or you're going to get a trademark and you're going to own a trademark and it's not going to cost you too much money to do it. Now you have a trademark and you have protection moving forward. So there's really no downside to filing for a trademark and it's going to help you make a better business decision for you moving forward, whether that's to rebrand under a different name or whether that's just getting this national protection, one or the other, both are good results. And it doesn't cost you a ton of money to figure this out and to get there. And so I highly recommend going through that process and doing it. Plus, once you have that trademark, you don't have to worry about some company like mine reaching out to you three or four years down the road and saying, hey, you're infringing upon my trademark and I'm going to need you to cease and desist and change your name. And that's going to hurt, man. It's going to really sting if you're going to have to go through what these two companies are going through and completely rebrand your business. So it's better that you figure that out now and get protection now 
or figure out that you can't get protection and rebrand now than to wait and go through what these two businesses are going through because they were infringing on my trademark. So getting a trademark is not an expensive process and it really doesn't take all that much time. And there's really no downside of filing for a trademark. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And if you get that protection, then you never have to worry about ever having to go through a rebrand because some company like mine realizes that you're existing and, and infringing on their trademark. And to me, like that, that kind of security, that kind of knowledge is invaluable. And so I think going through this process is something that every business owner should do, whether you do video or photography or editing or marketing or anything. I don't care if you own a cowboy hat shop, go through this process, file for a trademark, get that national protection or find out today if you need to rebrand because it will save you in the long run. I know as creative individuals, sometimes people who are in the video and photo world Really, you just want to stay in your lane and create. And I totally get that. And the business side of it can be a pain in the butt. But there are some things that you really have to do as a business owner. And in my opinion, this is one of those things. It's just it's a strategic move to protect your brand in the long run. And there's zero downside. I hope that this podcast provides value for some of you out there. Um, if you like the podcast, please subscribe to it and rate it. I want to know how you like the podcast. Let me know how you think I'm doing. So please rate and subscribe to the podcast. Also, I'd love to see you again on the Filming with Josh Facebook group, where you can be a part of uh, a community where we are continuing conversations like this, as well as sharing exciting new gear releases and talking about different topics such as time code and just various things like that. So go to Filming with Josh, ask to join the group today where you can gain more knowledge and grow our growing community of Filming with Joshers. I'll see you guys there. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.